We are in a beautiful little corner of downtown Farmington, and I am with Kate Knight, director of our Downtown Development Authority, for another episode of Downtown Lowdown. Hi, Kate. Hi, Joni. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be socially distancing with you outside the should, light breeze downtown. I say, yeah, we are. We've got some space between us here, so <laughs> I, uh, I, I wanted to make that clear. <laughs> Um, because it's very important. Uh, there has been, since our last episode, quite a bit of news coming out of downtown Farmington, especially more recently um, on Monday with the council's action regarding outdoor restaurant uh, seating and retail sales. And so I wanted to catch up with you and just talk a little bit about what's happening. Um, first of all, let's talk about the concerts because I know people are disappointed by that. Yes. Um, but personally, I think it was a, a good call to, to do that because those concerts draw hundreds of people. Yes. Yes. Um, is there any thought about, um, maybe bringing back the Wednesday concerts since they're a little smaller and the governor has now relaxed those guidelines about, uh, meeting in groups of a hundred? Mm-hmm. No, that's a good question. When we made the decision to finally uh, cancel entirely, even a few weeks ago, it was after about a three-hour board meeting, it, it consuming a lot of the discussion with the DDA board. Uh, we waited until the very last minute um, before we had to really let let people know with the media release and uh, the, the talent that we had lined up with our concert producer. And yeah. we knew uh, even a month ago, six weeks ago, that June would be really an alternative, if anything. Um, but we just decided we, we had to do it. And, and I think that even now with, with uh, the governor's orders, loosening standards, I should say, not loosening, but um, opening up the possibility for gathering in larger numbers, it could be that we can revisit it, but it wouldn't be um, a return to normal in terms of what we expect with Rhythms and Riley and Lunch right. Beats. So, right. um, you know, Lunch Beats is an interesting um, idea. Yeah, it was designed. It is designed to bring lunch traffic in, mm-hmm. um, and that's especially difficult right now with a huge percentage of the workforce still working from home. Right, and uh, it's our restaurants are letting us know that their carryout traffic is is particularly light okay. at lunchtime. So um, that remains to be seen. The good thing is that we have a long time. Uh, concert producer Tom Birchler, who Tom's is, great. he was very receptive to uh, the fact that we gave him room to help us try and innovate and mm-hmm. to see if there's anything we could do to flex our, our longtime concert series for this, uh, for the public health restrictions that we've been facing this summer. Um, so I, while we have canceled those series officially, we always hope for opportunities for downtown music and programming and he has an ear open to that. So I, okay. I think, you know, I think two years ago when I said, hey, Tom, what do you think about a lunchtime concert series? He <laughs> said, um, okay, sure. And he figured it out. So we, we like working with him um, sure. because of that. Yeah. And if anyone can figure it out, he can. That's true. Stay tuned. All right. That's a good thing. And we have, we have more good news. Uh, on Monday night, Farmington City Council members took some pretty exciting action. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, explain what happened and how, maybe you talk a little bit too about how the DDA is helping businesses reopen and how this new action sort of plays into that 
that effort? Sure. Uh, municipalities are notoriously risk averse. They have to be. Um, it's very it's a very conservative uh, environment for change, and uh, we we plot along with any change <laughs> with ordinance and. Um, but I, the DDA is a good place to start those conversations because we're we're a, a tax capturing entity, but we're sort of quasi governmental, and we have um, I think we have the flexibility to charge forward in a, a few areas that um, make make sense to mm-hmm. do so. This is a conversation that we started a couple months ago, and I began it administratively internally with our um, economic development building uh, department, Kevin Christensen. Um, and, and said, you know, we are anticipating that when restaurants open, and we thought it would even be a little bit later than it has been. Oh, yeah. Big big news yeah. um, on Friday. Um, but we, we knew what we wanted to do, which was open as much up as possible outside. Mm-hmm. And so we were looking at Europe. You know, there's a, oh, sure. there's a city we used as an example in Lithuania. Um, we're seeing in other areas of the country where they're just pushing all of these, this dining um, and, and repurposing retail into public areas outside. Mm-hmm. So even at that time, uh, there were CDC recommendations that encouraged outdoor everything. Mm-hmm. We just, with the limited information we still have, we know that the rate of transmission is really, really low if you're outside. Right. So... Um, with the reduced capacity and then all these interior footprints, it makes it really difficult for our restaurants to um, emerge from such a hardship. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly couldn't have planned for this COVID-19. Right. Um, so how do we help them thrive? Um, at, at the very least, stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, we have certain restaurants downtown who wouldn't, who couldn't justify reopening with social distancing because their footprints don't allow enough distancing to right. uh, maintain even a, a 50% capacity. Did I think of brown dog. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're yeah. hoping to replicate 100% of their floor plan uh, at a reduced cap capacity outside. Okay. To keep with that 50% rule. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's a lot of navigating and um, trying to understand guidelines that are rapidly evolving. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And there are some other things that the, the DDA is, has delivered some boxes to business owners as well. Yes, yes. Through Oakland County, we've been able to receive these PPE kits, which have really been tremendous. Uh, it's something that we just wouldn't have had the bandwidth to put together, you know, in, in part because some of the pieces in those kits are really hard to find. Yeah. So the kits are really... Um, compact. They're in a, like a Rubbermaid sealed tub and they have masks, hand sanitizer, um, surface sanitizer, social distancing dots that merchants can put either on the <laughs> sidewalk cool. or, yeah. or on yeah. their carpet just to let yeah. people know where where they can stand, spell it out for them. We're seeing that everywhere now. Yep. Um, and then signage too from Oakland County with the hashtag Oakland County safe. Um, just the, the mandate that we have to follow these guidelines and mm. um, we'll get through it and um, it's it's what we have to march to right now there we go uh, but they, they've been really positively received we started to distribute them last friday from the farmington civic theater mm-hmm. so we had a pretty steady turnout and then we're also distributing them this week thursday friday okay so and it's been good. So now businesses have their PPE kits. They have this ability to move out into uh, into the uh, open air a little bit. So let's talk about um, 
kind of how this scenario is going to work if a business wants to expand what do they have to do so that was that was the delicate balance we've been meeting a lot both internally and with other consultants um, to try and figure out how to do this it's mm-hmm. it's difficult to just open up the floodgates and move everybody oh, outside right. so that's where right. we started and then we've been backtracking to figure out how to do that so um, as recently as last Friday, we had meetings with our, our city attorney, our municipal risk insurance broker from MMRA, mm-hmm. who is having this, this conversation concurrently with other peer downtowns. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're looking at what the requirements are. It's mm-hmm. it's not what they prefer <laughs> right. to have dining in the street <laughs> um, or in parking lots. But how do we minimize our risk and make sure we're doing it thoughtfully and within mm-hmm. these guidelines? Okay. Um, so all of these questions, we, we surveyed the downtown merchants. We sent out a yes or no survey mm-hmm. uh, with language that we frankly had shared uh, from a, a, one of our other local downtowns we work very closely with. Mm-hmm. And it was just a poll. Are you in favor of this? Maybe giving up a few parking spaces or um, having the opportunity to open up and push your business, whether it's restaurant, retail, professional services, any of oh, it sure. outside. Yeah. And overwhelmingly. Yes, resounding yeah. yes. Yeah. And the no's were those with a few questions about how that might look. They just sure. it's a it's a big uh, mental shift. Oh yeah, for a lot of us. Yeah, um, and we I feel like we're maybe an eighth of a beat behind some of our peers, which <laughs> is helpful in a cautious. It, it oh, really helps to assuage the uh, concerns of sure. those city attorneys and insurance brokers who are really careful about yeah. what we have to do and that's important yeah. so we we pulled the merchants they said yes go ahead and, and start to figure it out and, mm-hmm. and really that's how we crafted the language for that resolution on monday night from city council we'd like a blanket yes mm-hmm. to consider all the possibilities and we don't know exactly what the guidelines are so at at all points along this problem solving effort for public health, whatever they are and as they change. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'd like to create the space with the merchants and then help help them figure that out without them incurring additional cost. 